Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Alexa, who is Adam Ferrara? Adam Ferrara is an American actor and comedian known for playing the roles of Chief Needles Nelson on Rescue Me, Sergeant Frank Virelli opposite Edie Falco on Nurse Jackie. He was a co-host on the U.S. version of Top Gear. Adam's podcast is a big hit and available everywhere. Sounds like it could be funny. Sounds to me like 30 minutes you'll never get back. you guys are here because this is a very special show here on the Adam Ferrar podcast. I am very proud. I am very grateful because this is our 200th episode. Woo! Yes. Yeah, happy birthday to us. Happy birthday to us. <laughs> you don't look a day over 180. Look at that. Huh? And I want to thank my beautiful wife. Thank you, honey. You're welcome. And I want to thank my pal, Mark Stern. Thank you so thank much for being here on this ride. Thank you. And this is, you know, it's a special day. That's why I'm wearing my tuxedo t-shirt because I want to dress up for this. Yeah. How you're still single is beyond me. It really is a miracle. It really is. And of course, I want to thank my best friend in the world, Phil Tag. Something's coming. It's going to piss me off. Even congratulations pisses him off. Yeah. Well, you know, (laughs) it's Phil. And I was playing with some ideas. I was actually going to have Phil Tag as our 200th guest, but you know, he's a, his schedule <laughs> to get him. You just can't, you gotta, yeah, you gotta take a pilot boat to get to a ship. He's very busy. So, <laughs> so Alex had a great idea to celebrate our 200th episode. Yeah. I thought if we could all pick our favorite moments, play them and talk about them, that would be really fun. And I'm like, that, that is a great idea. That's why she's the brains of this operation. Yes. Yes. And we, and we couldn't be more pleased that she's here. Otherwise it's just, it's just two dudes and Phil drops and who's going to listen to that crap? Yeah, who's going to keep you accountable? That's true. Exactly. That's exactly. True. You're like the brains, the beauty, and the moral compass for this show. We're lost yeah. without you. That's good. So, yeah, so we went back and we, uh, uh, I, I was listening to some stuff and uh, we were all listening to stuff. We picked some great moments and we're going to have some laughs. I've loved your stand up and you're also a, a terrific actor. And- <laughs> oh, thank you. Look at that. Nathan Lane stopped by. Yeah, uh, Nathan, that's still your your ringtone, right? That's yeah. That was uh, I would just love the fact that he knew who I was. That was amazing to me. <laughs> or what? he's a great actor. 
Don't Which you... bubble, Mark. I'm sorry. Okay. No, that clearly is not the case. No, We're all having a good here. time up here, hugging a kiss, and he comes in, and he's going to ruin my party. You keep him here. You keep him here. Now go get your shine box. <laughs> we love Nathan Lane. That was that was a very cool moment. We've, we have had some amazing guests mm-hmm. in in – I mean, guests are sort of like your children or your pets. It's hard to pick out your favorite ones. Uh-huh. But man, that Nathan Lane interview is right up there. That's about one of my favorite yeah. things we did. That was my favorite. Billy Gibbons was very sweet. Joe Buck, the sportscaster, was great. Oh, yeah. I yeah. like yeah. Astronauts, serial killer, hunters. And I, did I did I ever tell you guys I spoke to Glenn Johns on this show? Oh, my God. Yes, Seriously, we can do this again? Yeah. That was Has great. he put a restraining order out against you yet? Nope, nope. It, it, it was it was a great experience for the both of us. What a wonderful thing we have here. Thank you, Stevie Van Zant. I'm glad you stopped by here as well. What a name dropper. Oh, I'm dropping them all. 200 episode, baby. I'm dropping them all. Oh, Adam, stop with the bullshit. Okay, Mom. Exactly. Exactly. Mama Ferrara. And that's my mom. So, so yeah, so we all went back, we all went out and we all picked out our favorite moments. And I even got Phil to make a recording. I recorded him to be part of this for his favorite moments as well. Okay. All right, are we rolling? I got to get this in before the sirens go off. I'm on the ship. We're rolling. Hey, everybody, it's Phil. Uh, I just want to say uh, thank you so much for listening to the podcast uh, for these couple years. And uh, today's the 200th episode. I'm sorry I can't be there. I got to go. I'm going to wash my balls. Jesus. <laughs> what did I just tell you? <laughs> oh, see, now here comes, the, the, here comes all the sirens now. <laughs> what? The, what? Fuck. <laughs> it's, it, it's the boat drill now. You see? It's the time. <laughs> So yeah, <laughs> that made me laugh. Is it between a drill? It wasn't an abandoned ship siren that was going on, was no, it? No, it signals some announcement, but he's, he's been on these for so long, he knows when they're coming, and that this was the only time he had I could talk to him on the phone. So, you know. <laughs> of course, you got to screw with him. That It wouldn't be the 200th episode without screwing with Phil. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I picked out my favorite, my favorite Phil moment. It's quick, but it makes me laugh. <laughs> We were working on a script and I got bored. And while his head was down, I held up a picture of a guy with a neck boil. It's fine. Let me see what I got. All right. What's your other note? Ew. I got to walk away. What are you doing? That's a gigantic, ugly boil. We're working here. What are you doing? It's a neck boil. Oh, my God. I look up to see your face to see where we go. There's a gigantic canyon. It's a neck boil. Fuck. Oh, okay. I didn't know. Is it a neck boil, Adam? Okay. I didn't know that. Okay. You know, it's a neck boil. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> you fucking idiot. Just it. Adam, why is that your favorite episode? I, 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 that's why. <laughs> I don't know how that sound came out of him, but I'm glad it did. It's just you saying over and over again. It's a neck. It's a boil. It's It's a a neck neck boil. boil. Yeah. That's if that rationalizes why you did that. Yeah. Yeah. Because it drove him crazy. Because I was waiting for him to register going, that doesn't help me. (laughs) Oh, man. I like how you repeat things over and over until he gets until he says what you want him to say <laughs> until he snaps yeah <laughs> until he snaps. yeah oh god so so in fairness i asked phil for his favorite moment uh on the podcast and and he he uh he told me it was this 
Oh, tell me your favorite moment. Well, I've been racking my brain about this because there's so many, but I love when you had to sing Neil Diamond for me. Mm -hmm. Love that. All right, I'll play that now. Yeah, so here's here's that clip. Phil and I had a bet on the Pittsburgh-Cleveland game, Mm -hmm. and uh, I lost. Oh, yeah, no. Yes, you did. Yes, yes I, you did. Adam. I did. I took Pittsburgh. I gave Phil six. Oh, was that <laughs> yes, too generous? No, that wasn't generous. That's what Vegas says. If you want to give him six, all right? <laughs> Don't give him no more. Yeah. Yeah. Give him six. Can we go back for a second, though? You said Pittsburgh was going to kill Cleveland. I did. That's what you said. <laughs> he was wrong. I did. <laughs> yeah, he was wrong. In Adam's defense, everyone in the world thought that Pittsburgh was going to destroy Cleveland. I don't think they'd won an away playoff game since, like, the 90s, mm-hmm. something like that. Yes. Historically, Cleveland makes the Jets look like William the Conqueror. <laughs> right. Well, right. I'm, That's a safe yeah. bet. I, yeah. okay. I don't know much you, you, about football, but that must really suck then, Adam. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so while the game's going on, opening snap, Marquise Pouncey snaps it over Ben Roethlisberger's head. First play, I'm down seven points. Oh, okay. It started and off it bad. Get, it's getting worse. It's getting worse the whole day. And Phil cannot control himself. The text, it's a barrage. My phone sounds like a machine gun. They're just coming in. Well, because he was winning. Yeah, he was winning winning and gloating. And had to let you yeah. know. Yeah. yeah. Phil, I'm cut. Stay still. Let me get the salt. He just keeps rubbing it in. <laughs> but Phil, again, doesn't use his words. He's sending random clips that I don't understand. <laughs> One is Tony Danza dancing. That, <laughs> really? Phil, Phil's like, what am I thinking? Oh, this captures it. Let me send this to Adam. I'm in the studio. I don't get it. And, uh, and he's very upset that I didn't get it. And he starts yelling at me. So I'm thinking to myself, I'm hitting record because no one will believe this. <laughs> So, so th- th- this is the call. I didn't get any of that that you sent me. Sorry. Oh, my God. Have you used that Tony Danger picture to communicate with anybody else? No. First time I ever did it, and I'm never doing it again. <laughs> no, because I don't know what you were doing. Whatever, because you look like Tony Danger. <laughs> I don't get it at all. Tony Danger, you're dancing. You're losing. I was Tony Danger, who looks like you dancing. Dance, monkey. Yes, honey. So you can imagine my confusion when I didn't, first I didn't know what Tony Dan's dancing was, and then Mimi threw me. Yeah, yeah like, what's a Mimi? Uh, it's a it's Mimi. It's the way I say it. I like to say it differently. I like to be different. It's a Mimi. I, I, I like to say it different. Listen, oh, listen. Nice cover. I, nice listen, cover, I'm going to send you in a mall. A what? <laughs> <laughs> he didn't know. No, he didn't. Well, that's <laughs> why I didn't get it. He sent me. He sent me a Mimi of Tony Daza just dancing. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I didn't understand. I didn't understand what the Mimi of Tony Daza dancing meant. <laughs> dance because of the because of the bet because of the bet. You have to dance. What Wait bet? A minute. What do you guys yeah. do? What, what what was the bet? Is the bet not money? No, the bet. I I said we'll bet a hundred dollars, and Phil went no. <laughs> Because I never win. I never win when I bet money. Never, never, never. It's never gonna. It never happens. Yeah, actually, if actually Phil said I'm not betting a hundred dollars. Are you insin? Yes. <laughs> so the bet was the loser has to sing a song on the podcast. 
Oh, my goodness. Yeah. See, this is the best part, though, Mark. He calls me up like it was 28 zip in the first quarter. He calls me up and he goes, I got to do Neil Diamond, don't I? Yeah. <laughs> I saw I said, it coming. Yes, sir. Right, let me get this over with because I'm getting nauseous. <laughs> what, which, which Neil Diamond song will you be gracing us with? Philip. I believe it's I Am, I said. Yes. Because you're always making fun of the chair, and you. By the way, you better do it correctly. No fooling around. You got to. And this is a Mark Alex. This is a rare occurrence. We're, we're, this is a solar eclipse we're seeing, and I love it. This is this is capturing Bigfoot. I love it. All right, hold on, ladies and gentlemen from Liverpool, England. Yeah. <laughs> on the steps of Abbey Road Studios. Wait a minute. Wait. Wait. Wait a minute. Let, let me get my bike reflector shirt. What? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> right, that's it. Shit on Neil Diamond. That's good. Just sing the song. Ellie's <laughs> fine. The sun shines most of the time, <laughs> and the feeling's laid back. Oh my god! Palm trees grow, rents are low, but you know I'm thinking about making my way back. Uncanny. Well, I'm New York City, born and raised, but nowadays I'm lost between two shores. <laughs> LA's fine, but it ain't home. New York's home, but it ain't mine no more. <laughs> I am myself <laughs> to no one there. <laughs> And no one hurt at all, not even the chair. <laughs> Nailed it. I'm, I cried. <laughs> I'm, said I. <laughs> to no one there and no one heard it at all. Make it up shit now. <laughs> Leave Tony Danza alone. <laughs> okay, that's it. I can't wow. sing the next verse. All right. You know what? That was worth it. I can't. You get an A minus. That's an A minus. Well, Phil, the bet is paid. We're even. That was a good one. Yeah. I like that one too. You did? Yeah. You know why she liked that one? It was the last, you know, I, I know why my wife liked that one. It was the last time she had to hear that song because I was practicing around that. <laughs> yeah. No, I think you have a good voice. You do? Yeah. All right. Thank you, baby. You're the, you're the only one. I don't really sing as much as I can scream in key. <laughs> well, you know, singing is just sustained shouting, right? That's true. That's true. I, I learned that in the Music Man, kids. <laughs> Thank if you. If that was true, Adam would be a number one song singer. <laughs> yeah, I'd I'd be Adele. That's who I would be. <laughs> no, but that was that was a great. It's it's always great to make a bet, but paying up on that bet, especially when it's silly stuff, is my yeah. favorite mm -hmm. thing in the world. Me that too. was fun. That was well, fun. Speaking of making a bet, my favorite interview moment. And there were so many to choose from, but my pal Louis Anderson, God rest him, is no longer oh. with us. The story oh. when he owed 80 grand. <laughs> I, that. Uh, oh, I laughed all over again. Here, I'm going to play it for you now. Can I ask you to tell the story uh, when, when you owed 80 Lodge at the Bicycle Club? Yeah. 
So I'm playing. I used to play Pi Gao. You know that game? I had a lot of yelling. A Pi Gao, I think, is nine. It means about nine. Mm-hmm. I had lost $80,000. Wow. That's a lot of Pi Gao. Yeah. But it was, you know, I was like, oh, well. But not really, oh, well. <laughs> the next day, I'm doing a commercial for 7-Eleven. Right. I, I, it's like, I think it's around 11 or so. Mm-hmm. I've lost that money, and I'm furious, of course. Sure. I have no cash. I'm going to get that. I want to win that money back. I go, I got a $10,000 line in Vegas, a credit line. Right. I can't get a flight, so I rent a car. <laughs> <laughs> such a degenerate gambler. I say, you're such a gambler. <laughs> it's so good, though, wasn't it? Isn't yeah. it good? You're doing the math in your head like, ah, four hours, I can make it. Yeah, and I have a 7 a.m. Call time. Call time for the 7-Eleven thing. (laughs) So I just had a feeling, you know, that's what gambling is. Mm -hmm. I drive there, go to Bally's, go to the high limits. I go, give me $2,000 on my uh, Mm $10,000 line. And I start winning. I have four thousand. I got ten thousand. I got twenty thousand. I got thirty thousand. Then I go back to twenty. Mm. Then I get fifty thousand. I go back to thirty. Mm-hmm. Then I got sixty thousand. I go back to you know fifty. Right. And then I get I get to eighty thousand. And I go, why don't you just quit at eighty thousand? Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me? I'm not quitting at eighty thousand. <laughs> I'm getting. I'm gonna win a hundred thousand. I don't give a shit. Okay. I'm gonna win a hundred thousand. So you're rational. So I, I'm like a hundred thousand, close. I keep getting to ninety, then seventy, then ninety, then eighty, then mm-hmm. ninety. Then I get to a hundred, and I go, oh, I should quit right now. But I got to tip the dealer, and I don't want him to. <laughs> I want to take out of here with a hundred thousand. I just, want, I need scale plus ten. That's yes, what. and that's really what I thought. So I I get it to a hundred and ten, and I go, "Do you want the ten grand, right, or do you want to bet it?" They have to bet it if you ask them, right? And I didn't know that really. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I and I was a seasoned gambler, but I didn't put it together. And they said. Uh, yeah, I'll bet it. And I knew there was a wince there now that I think about it. Because mm-hmm. you know what? That's $10,000. That's a lot for those. Yeah. In, ni- you know, 1901. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, that's how it felt. I don't know. Anyways. So he bet, we bet it, and he won. He hit and for I 20 didn't, I, didn't, I bet the very minimum, whatever I could bet. Because mm-hmm. I wasn't going to risk my hundred. Right. So I had to whatever I could do. And he won. The twenty thousand, and I go, I gotta get out of here. Yeah. Oh no, I bet two thousand okay. or a thousand, and got two. I said, here's my two thousand. Right. For my marker. For the marker, yeah. Right, and then I said, I want to cash out, and they wouldn't. They took. They did not want yeah. me to leave. They do the dance. I go, I'm going to miss my flight. They go, well, we're trying, we're working really hard. I go, you got it. I can see 80,000. I can see a hundred thousand right in there. So they give me a hundred thousand. I got to go in the gift shop and buy a canvas bag. You oh, I'm taking it in cash. You're walking, you're getting on a plane with a hundred grand in cash. With a hundred grand in cash. Cause I got to go pay that 80,000. Yeah. Off. 
I knew I needed that 80000 I had to pay it. Right. And that guy was not a guy you could owe that money to. Allegedly. We don't yeah. Want to- no. No. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? But, I, you know, I come from a family that would not, would you know, know that. So, uh, Problem is I come I from get- a family that does. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Okay, the fact that he wouldn't leave until he gets one hundred and ten thousand. He's like, no, I gotta, I gotta cover this. I gotta cover the tip, all that stuff. Yeah. Oh my god. And I had to, I had to go to the the gift shop and get a bag. (laughs) He's traveling with a hundred grand in cash because he's got to get back for the Seven Eleven gig. Yeah. But how he was telling the story was so serious. You know, I got a feeling. I got a yeah. feeling. You know, that's what gambling is. It's, it's what, a feeling. Yeah. You know, and he's like, I was waiting. I was, it, was, it was great. That was, yeah. was a great story. Uh, and what oh. a great guy, too. And I, and I told you, you know what he did for my mother? He sent her a, uh, he sent her a happy Mother's Day on his phone. Oh, and he sent sweet, it right to my mom. Sweetheart of a guy. Just, I miss, I miss Louie, man. He was, he was the best. And that, that, that story is an all-timer. That's just brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> Because like you said, Alex, when he goes, I had a feeling. I'm like, yeah, how many times did you have a feeling and it yeah. didn't work out? That got you into this into this mess. <laughs> what was that game? Pie Gal? What was that? Yeah, Pie Gal, yeah. I love he said, I owed 80 grand to a guy that you can't owe 80 grand to. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, okay, got to get that. We were so lucky to have him. Oh, my gosh, yeah, he absolutely. Was, he was a good dude. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. So, uh, I also asked Phil. Uh, what his favorite interview uh, moment was, and this is what Phil's. Uh, this is what Phil picked. All right, Phil. Now tell me your favorite interview moment. Well, there were so many because they're so good, but uh, I really loved the Jeff Ross one when you and him met. Oh, that was great. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I had forgotten all about that, so I want to thank Phil. Uh, for for reminding me of that, and uh, I really uh, I enjoyed listening to. Him. I'm going to play for you right now. No, but I, let me tell you, I want to tell your fans a good Adam Ferrara story. Go ahead. Um, this is, what year did you go to the American Comedy Awards? Mm. Any idea? No idea. I went a couple times, but I, I forget. So here we are. It's probably the 90s. Two young comedians in rented black tuxedos. And we get there early because Adam's up for some big award. You remember what award you were up for? Yeah, uh, Comic of the Year. Comic of the Year. So... It's a big, big day. Somehow, we're in L.A. We don't have a lot of friends and family because we still live in New York. You asked me to be your plus one. So mm-hmm. here I am. I'm your date on the, arguably the biggest night of your career. And we walk in, and we're in the back of the hall of the, of the, of the venue. We're at table 278. <laughs> at table one is Don Rickles, who's getting Comedian of the Century. Yeah. He's getting a Lifetime Achievement Award. And you look at me and you go, Jeff, this is it. This is our moment. This is my moment. I'm up for an award. This is my one chance. I'm going to go meet the godfather of comedy, the black belt of busting balls, the maestro, Don Rickles. And I look at you. I go, all right, I'm, I'm your wingman. I'll, I'll, I'll be by your side for this one. And we get, we slowly work our way through different tiers of celebrities and comics and industry. And we get all the way to the table one and Don Rickles sees us from 20 feet away out of the side of his eye. He sees you coming at you and you go, Mr. Rickles, I just want to. And he goes, all right, kid, don't make a thing. (laughs) Don't make it a thing. (laughs) Don't make it a thing. That was it. He was very gracious, if I recall. Yeah, yeah, and he he, you know how what a good guy he was. Uh, 
a couple of years later, I was doing Montreal and he hosted and he remembered me. Wow. All right, boys, don't make it a thing. <laughs> I mean, if you meet Don Rickles, that's what you want him to say. Yeah. Like, as you're approaching, all right, don't make a thing. All right. Yeah. I mean, and by the way, getting to go to that with Jeff Ross is your plus one. No yeah. offense against you, Alex. But that was way before me. (laughs) Jeff Ross is a pretty good day. That's That's when I was confused and I didn't know who I was. (laughs) I love the fact how, you know, you guys are friends since the beginning. I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. Story. Yeah. Yeah. I've never heard that story until you told it. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. My mother still has the picture, too, of me, of me and uh, Don Rickles. Uh, She's got it in her condo. Yes, Don. Well, he remembered you. I loved it at the end of that story. It's like yeah. when you were, was it Toronto? Yeah, that Montreal, was Montreal. Yeah, I Montreal. I'm sorry. Yeah, I get all the Canadian, you know, cities confused. But no, that was that was great. He said, remembered you and remember that moment. That's yeah. There's nobody better than Rickles, man. God, it's awesome. Yeah. So I want to thank uh, I want to thank Phil for for bringing that one up. And and speaking of Phil Stern, what's your favorite Phil moment? My favorite mess with Phil moment. Um. You know what? Because uh, uh, there's a lot to choose from. Yes. There's a lot to choose from. And I've been out in L.A. when we've been actively messing with Phil, which is also like a great game to play. Yeah. But I would have to say when you convinced him that you could tell when the seals were going to go up and down in the water and where they're going to be yeah. through your fillings. Uh-huh. Like that, that to me was so unbelievable and yet Phil was convinced that you had this mystical power. That was my favorite moment. An excellent choice, my friend. I'm going to play that for you right now. But Phil, I have to thank you. Uh, I really enjoyed speaking to Jim Beaver. And uh, Phil set the whole thing up because he's friends with uh, with Jim and his wife, Sarah. Oh, cool. Yeah, it was so nice of him to do that, too. He was looking for, he loves you. Oh, and, yeah. and Jim has obvious taste. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't tell him anything about you. Well, I'm glad you set it up because uh, his wife apparently is angry at you because of me. Hmm. Yeah. I think she got over that, though, because it was a while back. Okay. But here's the story. We're walking down the pier, right? And uh, I have a filling. When my filling vibrates a little bit, I know that there's a seal around in the water. And the seals break break the water. So I'm walking with Phil, and he's looking at me. He's like, what's the matter? I said, there's a seal. going to pop up right there. Three, two, one. Sure enough, boop, the seal popped up. Yeah, holy shit. <laughs> yeah. He goes, are you fucking kidding me? I said, no, no. I said, watch. And I waited. We walked. And I went, all right, Phil. Three, two, one. Right there. Boop. And the seal popped up again. Yeah. Yeah. So I, the filling, I don't know what it is. When it, when it vibrates in my mouth, I notice a seal coming. So I explained it to Phil. And he, co- first of all, he looked at me called me a witch. <laughs> yeah, I go, what are you, Aquaman? How the hell do you know that? How do you know that a seal's... Listen, listen, dude, I understand that you you may have a filling that vibrates mm-hmm. and there's, you, there's a seal in the vicinity, but you know exactly where it's going to pop up. How do you know that? Because the water's on our left side. How hard is it no, going to be? It's, it's a whole bay. Like, you know exactly where the fucking thing's going to pop up there. And, you, and you're right. You did it three times. Well, because they were close. I guess I guess, I guess, guess my tooth doesn't have the range. But they, <laughs> but they were close. But Phil was, he was screaming at me. He goes, I don't believe it. I said, okay, fine. Then yeah. then, then my, my tooth started ringing again. I went, it's right there. He went, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a magic trick. Let me see that again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why I can do it, but I could just do it. So we would. So that was it. So we went home, and I thought that was it. Yeah. Well, then I'm walking in Marina Del Rey with Sarah, like sometime after that, and some seals are popping up, and she goes, "Oh, look at the seals!" And I go, "Yeah, you know, Adam knows when they're going to pop up and where." She's like, 
And she couldn't get around that. She's like, what do you mean? And I explained the story. I go, well, he's got some filling. I don't know. It, vi it vibrates. There's like a, I don't know what happens, but he knows so where the seals are going to pop up and where. And she's like, I don't, I don't understand. And she got really upset. She was like, I, I, I don't, I don't, that's bullshit. I've never heard of that. I go, I didn't hear of it either, but I watched him do it. He's fucking Aquaman. And I don't know how he does it. You're he, she goes, him. he knows exactly where the seals are going to, exactly. He points a mile away right there. Boom. And there he is. She said she couldn't get around it. Like, then we go have lunch and she's like, I don't, there's gotta, he's, there's gotta be some trick. <laughs> I go, Here, here's what I'm, I'm concerned about. Why are you so aggravated by it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why right? is it affecting you like this? She goes, God, because I, I have to understand this. It was so, it was, we still talk about it. Yeah. You know, she still doesn't believe it. Well, it, it, it's, I don't know. I know that dolphins with sonar. Mm -hmm. So may, maybe my tooth is picking up the sonar. Yeah. But how do you know where they're going to pop up though? I can just, they're right there. I can, I turn, the vibration gets a little bit stronger in a tooth, and I go right there, and there's a seal. It's a gigantic intercoastal. You can point, I mean, but you pinpoint exactly where the thing's going to pop up. It's yeah. like a magic trick. Yeah. You need to go on a walk with Thera now. Yeah, I got to prove yeah, it. Yeah, that's, I got to set that up. Okay, set that yeah. up, and I will prove it to Sarah, too. Yeah. You know what's funny? It, what? It'll fail you. That power will fail you in that moment. <laughs> See? I told you. It's did bullshit. It, did it ever fail me when we were together? Well, it was only the one time. Yeah. But did well on that whole walk, did I hit it right every time? You blew me the fuck away. Yep. <laughs> well, I want you to know something, Phil. There's no there's no filling. I made it up. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> there's no Santa Claus. <laughs> of course he did. Nobody can tell where his seal's going to pop up from a fucking filling. <laughs> now, he, now he's aggravated. Now he's aggravated. <laughs> you see what I'm you're doing to people? <laughs> I'm listening to this story for the first time, and I'm getting angry on your behalf, Phil. <laughs> How the fuck are you falling for this? A filling is Wait. a fucking radar sonar for him with seals? Mark, I was, I was right there with him. He pointed where they were going to pop up, and they fucking popped up right there. <laughs> How do you explain right. that? Explain that. David Blaine. David Blaine, how exactly did you get this done? Okay. we were, Phil was walking, and he was on my right side because he likes to hold my hand. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Can you just, just tell the story without, you know, <laughs> bullshit punchlines? Punchline Ferrara, ladies hat. and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah. So we're walking down the beach, and I see a seal pop up next to me. Phil doesn't see it. And I just start counting. Because they're mammals. They breathe air. So they got to come up for air. So one, two, three, four, five, six, eight. Count of eight. The seal pops up for another breath. And I see where I, I, I line up the trajectory of which way he's going. And then I figured, all right, let me make something up and have some fun. So I went, oh, my tooth. <laughs> let me fuck with Phil. That's hilarious. And I just counted and pointed. Wow, you can count and mess with Phil at the same time. Yeah, look at that. Okay. All right, well, Oh, what the f what, what a, I'm, dude i'm tell it was a, it was an amazing magic trick because uh, i'm telling you it happened three times in a row it's like a fucking great card trick i know and it happened like over two years ago and i've been sitting on that for about two years oh my God. well uh, thank god for jim beaver for appearing on the show then because that's what made it come out <laughs> yeah you would you would have yeah. told everybody you know adam yeah. adam's tooth can talk to seals <laughs> yeah Oh, there it goes again. And you pointed at your mouth. There it goes again. Ooh, the filling. There's going to be one popping up. There it is. 
and you should have seen, honey, you should have seen his face. He was just like, oh my God. I was just yeah. going to say that if people yeah. could see his face right now. <laughs> That's why she couldn't get around it. That's why she couldn't get around it. I don't know. I've never heard of this. Well, you've heard of it now. I'm telling you now. Now you can say you've heard of it. I've never, this is bullshit. <laughs> What happens to his filling? I don't know. There's some radar. I don't know what the fuck happens with his teeth. You, oh you semi-scientifically figured it out. I'm proud of you, Adam. I have just enough. <laughs> I have just enough truth in my bullshit to make it plausible. It's the best kind That's of bullshit. Hilarious. Oh, I love you, Philip. Mark, you were disgusted. I was so angry. Why was I so angry? Yeah, I don't know. It's not like I did it to you. It got to him. It got to him. I know. I really. That was, was, was like, man. I was must have had a lot of coffee that day. I was really worked up. Yeah, I still still can't believe you fell for that. Yeah, it's through my fillings, Phil. He's like, but you did it. You did it over and over again, three times. You did it. Yeah, it's the whole thing. It's yeah. so stupid. It's so yeah. stupid. And you know what was really funny? Is like when the third one popped up, I made believe it hurt. I went, ah, what? Still. <laughs> Are you okay? I go, no, that's a big one. What do you mean it's a big one? <laughs> oh, Phil, get back to land soon, Phil. We need you back here. Oh, man. he is beautiful. <laughs> that was great. All right, so that that's my favorite mess with Phil moment. Okay. And... Again, picking out your favorite interview from all the great ones, it's incredibly tough. But I'm a Boston kid, mm -hmm. okay? And you- I know you, where he's going. You did an interview with Boston's proudest son, yeah. Lenny Clark. Yeah. <laughs> it had to be Lenny. <laughs> like hearing him. Adam! Adam! Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Can't go wrong with Lenny. No. Mm -hmm. And it's <laughs> stealing the bus. <laughs> yeah. still laughing. <laughs> Sorry, I'm spoiling, but it's just brilliant. So that's my pick. That's All my right. pick. We're gonna, an that's excellent choice. Pick. Now yeah. I can't pick it. All right, we'll play it right now. I've been with you in Boston. You like the mayor better than the mayor because, you know, I don't have to run every year. <laughs> <laughs> but you did run one year and you stole my bus. I did. Yeah, <laughs> I did. I did. Oh my God. You know, we were in Charlie's Kitchen in Harvard Square drinking, and we came out, and well, it was closing, so they asked us to leave. Right. And uh, I think it was Dennis said, hey, man, I, I bet you 50 bucks you can't stop one of those MBTA buses. Because mm -hmm. now <clears throat> it's uh, a hotel and Harvard U University buildings and everything. But at the time, it was the car bonds. It's where they parked the buses. Right. So idiot me doesn't get in the first bus or the third bus, but I get in the middle bus <laughs> and I start, I fired that son of a bitch up because it's a trackless trolley with it, with it. It's run electrically, but mm -hmm. uh, wires go up and they hook on to a, a stream. I don't know it's hard to explain. They don't even have them anymore, but anyway, so Dennis goes hundred bucks says you can't get it out. And I go, really? So I smash forward. I smash back. <laughs> Smash forward, smash back. Meanwhile, the crowd's gathering. And then he goes, 200 bucks says you can't drive it through the tunnel, which is across the street. And it's got about this much space on each side. So I go down and I make it. And I'm, you know, I'm scratching the sides and everything. But but I don't care. And so I see these elderly, I pick up these two elderly women. You know, they, they didn't even know there was a bus coming. And so I said, come on, I'll take you for a ride. So they go, you're not dressed. I said, well, it's, 
you know, I'm, I'm, I'm at the end of my shift. I'm just kicking this up to the other car, Bob, but I can drop you off, right? So, so, so now I'm driving up Mass Ave, you know, and I see the police lights coming. I go, oh, shit. All right, girls, I got to let you up. And they go, we're the next stop, but it'd be better here. I go, no problem. So I pull over, and I, I say, by the way, I'm running for mayor. And they go, so, and so they get off, and then I take off, and a police chase ensues. So I pull up in front of Sears and Robux, and this is how fast my brain was working. There's a lip in the middle of Mass Ave. So I go, I know the police car can't get over that. Right. So I spin the bus mm-hmm. and the ass end is blocking right up to the lip and the front's on the sidewalk. And now the rails come off the roof and it's dead. And I kick the front door open and I run up to 62 Upland Ave and I go to a football party with 200 <laughs> witnesses. And I was there all night. And they did. They, they, yeah, and they never, they never convicted you. They couldn't prove. Oh, it. they knew it was me. They saw me, but they couldn't prove it. You know, no cameras, no video cameras back then. I had, I had, I had the, the like the the linebacker, this crazy linebacker at the front door talking to the cops. Lenny, Lenny's been here all night. He's, he's, he's drunk on the couch. Uh, they knew. They, they even knew it was me. But I, I, I got away with that one. God. He is, he's such a beautiful human being. Oh, God, I love Lenny. God, I love him. When when he comes, when he runs out the bus, he goes, and I went straight into this football party with 62 witnesses. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't 62 people. Like, he had his alibi. I love the linebacker at the front, at the door. It was like, nah, Lenny's passed out on the couch upstairs. He's been here all day. Yeah. That is Boston in a nutshell. That's God, he needs to be mayor. I love Lenny. Thank oh. you. That was just brilliant. <laughs> and Lenny, Lenny loves Alex. Oh, did I? Did, I feeling mutual. Did you remember the first time you met him? Mm-hmm. Yep. <clears throat> All right. So the first is starting. We're, we're doing a red carpet, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I told Alex, and Alex looks gorgeous, and we're on the way. I said, listen, you're going to meet my friend Lenny. <laughs> Don't be afraid. <laughs> He's like, what do you mean? I go, we're going to be on the red carpet. It's going to be, he's going to be loud. He's going to be inappropriate. <laughs> just go with it. He's not, he's not there to hurt you. He's just, he's a lot. Sure enough, we're on the red carpet. I'm doing an interview. Lenny don't care. Lenny just, Adam! Adam! <laughs> Come here, pal. He comes over. Oh, oh how are you? Like, gave me a big bear hug. You look beautiful. I go, Al. I, I go, I go, Lenny. I want you to meet Alex. And he's like, Oh my God! Look how beautiful you are. Kisses her right on the mouth and says, <laughs> "I'm so glad you're here. I hated the other one." So. <laughs> <sighs> Hilarious. Yeah. Oh, Lenny. God, you're the best, man. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now... All you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. 
bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly. Which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Oh, I hope you guys are having fun. Uh, And if you want to have more fun, come see me live tomorrow night, February 24th and 25th. I will be at Governor's on Long Island. March 1st and 2nd, I will be in Naples, Florida at Off the Hook Comedy Club. Uh, March 10th and 11th, I'll be in Rutherford, New Jersey at Bananas Comedy Club. And a special, special show, April 1st, I will be at the Marconi Auto Museum in Tustin, California. Yep, April 14th and 15th, I will be at Cobb's Comedy Club in San Francisco. And April 21st and 22nd, I will be in Escondido, California at the Grand Comedy Club. Tickets are available right here in the show notes, or you can click the link on my website and get your tickets there. And as always, if you make the gigs, I want to thank you for 200 episodes. We couldn't do this without you. Let me say thank you. All right. Go on. Get out of here. Uh, I'm sorry I took the Lenny Clark episode from you, Alex. I'm sorry. <laughs> Don't you worry. You know how many great moments we've had on this show, honey? I'm going to read you a list. You ready? Okay. I got yeah. Jay Leno. I got Kevin James. I got Edie Falco. I got Brooke Shields. Nathan Lane, of course. Ralph Macchio. Joe Buck, the sports uh, caster. Anthony Edwards. He was he was a lot of fun. He let me Goose. Call him, he let me call him Goose the whole time. Wasn't that great? Yeah. Tony Kornheiser. Who's he? <laughs> Good dude. No. By the way, places. I'm sorry. Uncle Tony has come on this podcast. Yes. Still not come on my tennis podcast yet. So you just figure that out on your own. <laughs> I got uh, Gabriel Iglesias was fun. Ann Wilson from Heart. Uh, oh, Ray yeah. Barrett. Uh, too many to name. They're all good. Yeah, yeah. they really people are. Need, like people want to talk to you, Adam. Thank you. Th- thank you. <laughs> Don't these people have anything better to do? Doesn't doesn't Brian Regan and I mean, Frank Caliendo like, have it? Isn't Roy Wood Jr. doing people. the Daily Show with Ronnie Chang? What the hell are they doing on this show? I have to say, every time you get an interview, I'm like, how did he get them? Thank you. <laughs> oh, there you go. Just kidding, Adam. All right. It's fun. Well, you know who I love and who always looks out for you, Adam? I hope it's you. Well, in the interview, when Rut was telling us about the time he almost died. The first one? (laughs) Wait, with multiple deaths. You know, Adam, I'm going to murder you. (laughs) (laughs) Just so I don't have to stress of you killing yourself. (laughs) Well, I think that's an excellent choice, baby. I'm going to play the, I know which clip you want me to play, so I'll play it from the Rut interview. Still mad at you, Adam. I know. I remember the phone call we had after the uh, the uh, my airboat sunk. Oh yeah, God, yeah, that was unbelievable. Yeah, so I I had a, a jeep I put on a Boston whaler because the idea was that we were trying to cross Lake Ontario yeah. with amphibious cars, so mm-hmm. we needed cars that could both drive on the street and be on the water. And yours was the most boat of the three. Yeah, right. Tanner had a, a Starion, yeah, Starion, I think. Yeah, he had a Starion. You had the. I had the rabbit, the cabrio, 
Yeah. The Cabri boat, I think we called it. It was the front of a Volkswagen Cabriolet with the back of a Sea Doo jet boat thing. Mm-hmm. And it was essentially just fiberglass together, which is another whole tragedy. I don't know how we lived. But <laughs> the kicker to me was that because yours was the most boat like, they had the most confidence in it. We'll give it to Adam. This is going to be perfect. You, I don't know how you drove that sucker around because that's... Uh, well, it had two motors in it. It had a motorcycle motor with a hand clutch in it. Which sucked the terrible. entire time. Just couldn't, it couldn't move itself out of the way. It didn't work on paper. No. So I said, look... Chain I'll- driven like an old bicycle. <laughs> They'll be fine. It's like it's 3,000 pounds <laughs> on a bicycle chain. I appreciate that you guys are crafty. That It won't move out of the garage. So I ended up using... the. There's a six-cylinder motor behind me with a with a big. With it was a like a, it was a four point three V six out of like an Astro van. Yeah. It's powering you <laughs> around Syracuse. Is that where we were? Rochester. Oh, we were in Buffalo. Buffalo, and I couldn't bring it up over like three thousand RPMs because the tips of the blade cut the sound bar and you pop your ear. Yeah, I can't hear a thing. Like, so I'm like, I I'm, so we finally get the thing in the water, and what happened was I think God wanted it. Clearly, because we got this thing floating, we got right, right out past you the two, harbor. You two took off. I yeah. just want to. I don't want to. I don't want to interrupt, but I just want to lay the groundwork. Hey, let's all get in the water. Fantastic! <laughs> Y'all are gone. <laughs> Y'all are just absolutely gone. And where we are, we're like what? Probably three miles from Niagara Falls at that mm-hmm. point. But it's still, for the record, like a raging river going out of this little little inlet type thing going into the lake. So in that 12 seconds that y'all rolled into the water, you were half a mile away. Mm. And so now all of a sudden I'm like, well, I got to go catch up. So that's, that's where my part of the journey began in the water. (laughs) The only one that is afloat, they built mine without any kind of a nose to it. So I can't, I can't plane. I can't get more. I'm just above idle. Right. So it's taking me forever to get out there. And by the time I get out there, you two idiots are bumping each other. I don't know what's happening. I'm just, yeah. let's blame it on Tanner because he's not here. <laughs> but I make it over there close enough to know that because yours is the most boat, it's got a full audio rig on there, probably five different GoPros, then like the full in-car video setup there's thousands of dollars of equipment on yours Mm -hmm. i have like two gopros maybe Mm -hmm. tanner probably has one and you've got the mother load now tell me what you saw so tanner's 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 boat's already upside down yes he's standing on almost immediately that sucker flips over he's laughing and i'm over and the water starts coming in you know the boat starts rocking so what happened was the the back the little stern fills up with water it reaches a balance point where all the weight in the back just pulls it down and then in an instant gone it's like i saw the helicopter shot it's like when tanner was over you could see like the bottom of the boat this was gone you couldn't even see it under the waves and i just jettisoned i just flew right out of the thank god you did imagine it was strapped in i'm dead i'm going to try to save tanner at this point Mm -hmm. so i'm i'm looking towards him I hear, oh my gosh, your boat's, it looks like there's some water. All right, I look back at Tanner, and when I look back, your Jeep has vanished, and you're just in the water in a half a second. Yeah. And then my mind is like, whoa, where, where, where did the Jeep go? Yeah. I start looking around like it's made a quick departure over here. No, it's just gone. It yeah. has absolutely sank. You smash your knee on the windshield because it's just getting ripped out so violently. And then there's three of us in this damn cabrio boat. And we're drifting around Lake Ontario. 
the, the greatest part is if people don't know anytime you do something like this to get the coast guard to sign off on it you have to have all these different plans in place so mm-hmm. top gear had to spend something like 30 grand trying to retrieve your vehicle and they said basically like all right so the way this channel works you know if it um, went down right here we should find it about seven miles that way but if it goes um, 1,500 yards that direction, we'll never see it. It'll drop into the deep part, and it's gone forever. Yeah. I'm sorry, what? Like, yeah, yeah, Well, I mean, you know, it's got wheels, so it kind of depends. It's pretty smooth bottom here, but, you know, if it really starts to roll, then it's a thing you can't tell. We're like, what the hell? <laughs> Y'all, Adam could be down there. <laughs> Did nobody think about any of this stuff? That was the thing. The phone call that night, because we just it was just another day at work for us. And okay, so we at night we're at the hotel and there's always a conference call at the end for the next day. So we're on the conference call and you just went, Yeah, guys, I don't want I don't want to be too much of a stickler, but can we pay a little bit more attention? We almost killed Adam today. Yeah. Can we just I don't wanna I'm excited about tomorrow. I don't wanna just gloss over this part. And you're like just walking in from the hospital. It was just, there's so many shoots like that. It was always dangerous, but we laughed. See, Adam, I knew it. Right when I saw that video, when you send me that video, I'm like, thank God you had your seatbelt off. Yeah, I know. (laughs) I was so angry. You were angry. You should see the camera department. They lost thousands of dollars worth of shit. That was on your uh, vehicle? All on the boat, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. That's not planned. And I was sitting there, right? But Stern, I'm in, I'm in this contraption that, that 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 I designed, so I really got nobody to blame but me. And right. then, I'm, and I'm, lo- and I got a five point harness, and I'm looking at this thing, going, I don't trust this thing at all. So I- <laughs> you took off Thank God. Harness. Thank God. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Captain doesn't need to go down with the ship. I that would have been be- it, because there's yeah. no time to punch it. That's it, all over. Oh so. no! That's the first time I heard that you took off your harness. I thought you just didn't have one. No, no, I didn't put it on. That I- makes it worse. <laughs> Oh my All right, goodness. then maybe, maybe you should have picked another interview, honey. I'm, I'm blaming you for this. <laughs> no, I had to pick this interview because it just got, you know, me cooking. And, <laughs> and by the way, <laughs> and just hearing Rut talk about it with his crappy yeah. little car boat, yeah. <laughs> like a moped motor, whatever that was. It was a Sea-Doo in a Volkswagen, and, and, and it's the only one that made it. That's how Rut and I got, got, got across to Canada. <laughs> it's just amazing. <laughs> That's amazing. God, that was fun. Sorry. Sorry. It almost cost you your life for our entertainment purposes, but we really enjoyed that. Okay, good. So as look, as long as we laugh at someone else's frustration and (laughs) we're good. So in in the spirit of that, honey, what's your favorite film moment? (laughs) So many of us. (laughs) I'll just pick one when he got his haircut. Oh, I know this one. Funny. He was so cheap. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> that he didn't want to go oh. above deck to get his haircut. He went oh. below deck to get his haircut. Oh god! Ten bucks. Excellent choice. I'm playing this right now. My hair is fucked up again. What? All right. What happened to your hair? Because I'm an idiot, man. Because I had the one girl on the ship and in the in the hair place. She was cutting my hair. She left. No one else in there. I don't trust because they don't do men's hair. And so what do I do? To save twenty dollars, I go. You know, there's a bartender on the ship named Putu, and the rumor is he cuts hair on the side. So what do I do? Okay, I do that, and I give him the ten bucks. Oh my, I look like Forrest Gump. Fuck. Wait a minute. You you got a ten dollar haircut, and you're shocked that it's terrible. I trusted that every 
Let me ask you something. The people that recommended Putu to you, yes. what did their hair look like? Yeah, he got a $10 haircut from Putu. <laughs> <laughs> 10 bucks for a haircut. Is this 1952? Okay. Know, yeah. It's like, that's not going to cut it, man. Jesus. And you don't go to the, you don't go to somebody to cut your hair based on rumors. Okay. No. Could I see some physical evidence before I go down this road? Okay. Well, Mark, he did. He saw the evidence. He just chose to ignore it. He had these people with his. <laughs> Who does your hair? Chemo? No. <laughs> well, in Putu's defense, I blame Phil's head. <laughs> yeah. All right. You know what? That's Phil does not have an easy head. That's a rough head to make look good. <laughs> it's a rough head to make it's good. A tough head. And Putu's not cutting hair in a salon. Listen to this. That's when it hit him, Mark. He's in the middle of it. This is a bad choice. He's not right. Follow me down to the engine room. The red flags don't go up. <laughs> He's got dog cheers right outside of the engine room. And yeah, he waits till halfway down the mountain before he's like, maybe I shouldn't ski. I don't know. This seems, this seems like a bad idea. Oh, God. The engine room. There's just like there's got to be barbers on that ship. There is. He didn't want to spend the money. That's why I'm saying you got to be good to yourself. And you got to be good. Yeah. Situational awareness, honey, when you first took me to that salon in Beverly Hills, right? Mm -hmm. When I first met Alex, she took, I had really long hair. She took me to the salon in Beverly Hills. She goes, oh, hello, Mr. Farrar. We've made a cappuccino for you. I'm looking around. I'm going, I'm going to get killed. I'm getting killed. I'm getting cappuccino <laughs> without asking. <laughs> I'm getting a Buscotti. Everyone here looks like they're in showbiz. I said, I'm getting killed. <laughs> I know what yeah. this is. <laughs> Lather, rinse, screw you. That's what this is. <laughs> and the girl comes over to cut my hair, right? My wife is sitting uh, on, we're sitting on the couch. She comes over to cut my hair. She goes, are you ready for me? She puts her hand on my shoulder. She drops her hip. Stern, I don't even look at it because I'm like, I did nothing. I did nothing. To <laughs> oh, man. I'm like, honey, I, I, honey, I did nothing. This woman just came over and did it to me. Look, I'm going to give you a tip. You're getting $5 for washing my hair. I don't need the floor show. I'm here with my wife. You can jump up and down and gyrate, rub whatever you want to rub. You're only getting five bucks. All right. Sell it to the next guy. Oh, man. So here's what you do now. You take the 20 bucks you would have spent on the haircut and you go buy a hat. Whatever, man. It's going to take a year to grow back. It's horrible. I'll send you a picture, but you better not do it this time. I'll send it to you just so you can see it. You know, don't do anything with it. What am I going to do with it? You'll do something. Just I'll send it to you so you can see how fucked up it is, but don't do anything with it. You guys want to see the picture? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes, damn it. <laughs> 
after okay, all that? Me, hold on, let me pull it up. <laughs> Look at that. Yeah. <laughs> What's with the eyes and the big forehead? Oh. It, he looks like one of those pictures with the big eyes. Yes. What is that? And it's all uneven. Like one side is like unkempt and the other side's like shaved. Yeah. It looks like they're preparing him for brain surgery. <laughs> it's, yes. It's uneven. It's like it's like we have to work on the left hemisphere. It's his motor skills. And what he's doing? Come down to the engine room. Yeah, it's coming down yeah. to the engine room. Give me a haircut. What the what hell are you thinking? Think? Yeah. Oh my god. What do you think he'd look like? I like I like the realization when he's like as he's doing, I'm like, this is a bad choice. As he's doing it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Look, yeah. It, it was hard it. between that and when he colored his hair. <laughs> oh, my when God. He colored his hair, when it was. Oh, that, was that, his hair oh, looked black. so. It was so bad when he when he colored his hair. He called. He was flying in to meet me because I was doing a play here in New York and he was coming to see me. And he called me. Just to set the stage, he's like, I'm coming in and my hair is fucked up. I just want you to know that I know it's fucked up. So, Because I know what you're going to do. I know what you're going to do. You're not going to say anything. For, it'll be hours. It'll be hours. We'll go to the play. We'll go out to dinner after the play. It'll be hours. And I'll think I get away with it. And as I'm walking out, you'll say something like, Donkey Shane, Donkey Shane. Because I look like Wayne Newton. I know that you know that I look like Wayne <laughs> and he was right he was right <laughs> I have four great call Alex that is that is awesome moment yeah. that's fantastic uh this show has been so much fun and so much friggin work you people don't know <laughs> yeah uh, but I'm grateful it's reaching people I'm also grateful that uh, other podcasts are hearing it because I'm very I'm very excited uh, we now have a partnership with the Partially Examined Life. Uh, if you're looking for an excellent philosophical podcast, this is the show for you. The Partially Examined Life is a philosophical podcast by four guys who were set to do philosophy as a living. I guess they looked at the money. <laughs> yeah, that spreadsheet stuff. Yeah. So for each episode, they pick a text to chat about, which is a balance between insight and flippancy. Now, you don't have to know any philosophy or even have read the text that they're talking about to enjoy this. Uh, with 13 plus years, boy, we did 200 episodes. They did 13 years. Yeah, they have a 13-year catalog. The Partially Examined Life has probably covered any philosophical topic you are interested in, uh, from practical ethics to theoretical foundations of science. They go deep into history of philosophy while making it personal and funny. I like uh, it. Yep. Join the over 45 million downloads already pondering with the Partially Examined Life. Find new episodes wherever you stream your podcast or at partiallyexaminedlife.com. So we want to thank them and welcome them to the family. Welcome. Absolutely. Yes. I, I love philosophy. It sets the foundation to anything, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Alex loves philosophy until I start blathering on. She's true. like, funny first, Socrates. <laughs> funny first. Very true. Okay. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> are you ever like when he does that and say like may are you like when does football season start when, when is he gonna get that back in his head that's funny <laughs> yeah but yeah uh honey i cannot thank you enough and stern and and phil because here's what it was i was sitting around going i need to do a podcast i don't know what i want to do and uh the foundation of this show uh, I think I might have mentioned you before is I wanted to communicate that feeling I had that feeling when I was a, a little boy 
and I would hear my mom and dad and their friends downstairs laughing while I was in bed. Those were the best night's sleeps of my life. So that's what I came up with. That feeling is what I wanted to communicate. So I had to enlist my family, which is you guys, uh, and the guests that we got to talk to. And like any good group of friends, we talk about them when they leave. <laughs> so this is true to who we are. And you guys have been on this ride with us. So I just want to thank uh, you and everybody. And I also, you know who else I want to thank, honey? Who? Ma. I want to thank oh, my mother. Yeah, yeah, Mama Ferrara. Yeah. Mama Ferrara. She's even joined in. I want to close out with this section of my mother because I love my mother very much, uh, and I get great feedback every time she's on. So uh, I want to thank everybody. Thank you guys for being here. Here's to another 200. But Stern, we got to get some friggin' help because I, I, I <laughs> we, yeah. we got to hire somebody. I can't keep doing this shit. <laughs> All right. All right. You need an AI. I need something. Yeah, something. <laughs> I need another yeah. robot like me. You know what I need? I, I need an, an, another two. I need two clones of me that are not allowed to incur debt. So they can do the work, but they can't spend <laughs> any money. How's that? Well, I got a digital printer here. I'll just print up a couple copies of you this weekend, man. All right, good. Ooh, do me a favor. Printer. Make me a little thinner and get rid of this, <laughs> and get rid of this thing on my face. <laughs> and I'm sure my wife is wanting to go, give him some more patience, please. <laughs> right. All right. I'm making a list. Yeah. All right. We'll cook it up nice for you guys. And work on his reaction because sometimes, you know, there's no other word for it. He's an asshole. Okay. <laughs> All right. Less of an asshole. Got it. Okay. Oh, Adam, stop with the bullshit. <laughs> Thank you, Ma. Listen to your mother, Adam. I will. I'll listen to my mother and you guys listen to my mother. Yeah. Here you go. Hi, Ma. Hi, Adam. How are you, honey? I miss you, and I wanted to call you and wish you a happy Thanksgiving. Aw, you're so sweet. We okay. all miss you. And happy you. Thanksgiving to you and to Alex. So, I, I'm sorry I couldn't be there, Ma. There's a lot going on in the world. I know. All right. You know what I miss? Not that we're not going to have a good Thanksgiving, honey, but when my when my great-grandmother was alive, they would make the monogots before the turkey. And my great- Monogots? Yeah. And my great-grandmother, you, you remember when you would make your own pasta, Ma? Oh, years ago, remember? Um, I I think Daddy bought me a pasta machine. He thought mm. I was crazy. <laughs> and I made the pasta, and I'll never forget the first time I made it. And, and I said to Daddy, I said, what do you think of the pasta? He says, why don't you just go buy Ronzoni? <laughs> he didn't like the pasta. He didn't like it. Because it was, it was too soft. Yeah. So... But I used to make it, but I never gave it to him. But I remember that. That I, brings back a lot of memories, Adam. I remember when you would make the positive guys, you know what they would clamp a crank on the end of the table and they would right, crank everything right. out. And my great grandmother, my nonna was alive. We called them nonna. It's great grandmother. And she would she never slept. I think I told you guys before, she was uh we're pretty sure she was a cocaine addict. <laughs> oh, that was No, she wasn't. She, my mother's mother lived with me and, and my family, okay? Mm -hmm. And uh, my grandmother always had problems with her eyes. So my father, he would go down to Brooklyn, I don't know where, and come back with this. Uh, it was from Italy. It was uh, like a pouch. And it was snuff. That's what it was. And she had this little snuff things that mm -hmm. she would put like a container. And she would sit there and open up the lid and she would take a little and go sniff it in one nose and then the other. Yeah. But you all, you and your brothers always said that it was, uh, you know. Cocaine. Know and here's why. Oh, Adam. Here's why. But it was brown. 
Adam, it was brown. It was brown, Adam. Yeah, it was tobacco mixed with... Co- the woman never slept. She had two teeth. She was up all night. <laughs> she was always cooking, and you had to go down to the docks to get it. <laughs> That's where he went. Yeah. Oh, he did go to the docks. He went down you to the docks lying. to get it. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I don't know if it was in, in Brooklyn or New York. Mm-hmm. I don't know where, but I mean, he would bring it home and she would open up the package and put it in a jar with a cover. Mm-hmm. And then she had a little spoon and she would spoon it out of the and jar. She had and put... a little spoon. Perfect. <laughs> and she would put it in the snuff box. In fact, Adam, I still have it. I have a snuff box. I know you did because I licked my finger and I tried to lick and, and rub some on my gums. <laughs> she snuffed like a lady. <laughs> How do you remember all these things? Uh, Alice just said she snuffs like a lady. She had a silver snuff box. <laughs> she did. And she, and wait a minute. She had a handkerchief that mm-hmm. she always kept in her pocket. And she was very, I mean, she was a lady, very gingerly, sniffing one nose, mm-hmm. sniffing the other. And then she would take a hanky and she would wipe her nose, mm-hmm. fold the hanky, and put it in her pocket. Yep, and then grind her teeth. And then, she and only then, had two teeth. That's why they were all gone. And then she would call but my grandfather was. to go back to the docks for another grand. My my grandmother, she was a wonderful woman. She lived with us from the time I was four years old. She was self-made. She went to the university in, in, um, in Italy. Mm-hmm. She was well-educated. Mm-hmm. Um, she married this man, my grandfather, out of spite. Out of spite? Because she was in love with somebody. Uh, out of spite, she married him. Wait a minute. Wait, because... wait, wait, wait. I, I'll marry him. <laughs> I'll show them. Wait a minute. Who, who was she spiting? My my grandmother was, I don't know if I, I ever told you the story. My grandmother was in love with this man by the name of George. Okay? Okay. But, and they wanted to get married, but, you know, her mother said, you can't. Because he had a woman's disease. Okay. What? Hold it. But they didn't tell her that. Hold it. I have, I have questions from I have questions from the council. Yes, darling. Ask mom. A woman's disease. Yeah. Well, you have to define that. Uh, he had syphilis. Okay. That's a woman's disease. Oh, uh, w- oh no, that's a man's disease. No, I'm sorry. That's I, I think that's disease. pretty universal. It takes a man and a woman to spread that around. <laughs> I didn't want to say that. I'm sorry. So anyway, she couldn't marry him. So you know. She couldn't. She met my grandfather in church, and out of spite, she married him. What did he have? And they came to this country on their honeymoon, and my grandmother never went back to Italy. And they were poor. They were so poor. My grandfather was a barb. Yeah. And my grandmother came here. She didn't know how to cook. She didn't know anything because she was educated. So she learned how to cook. She knew how to spot Uh, gonorrhea. (laughs) <laughs> wait a minute. She, wait a minute. I, Ma, there, there's a couple things I got to ask. She meets this guy in church, right? And she yeah. marries him out of spite to piss off who? George. George. Is, is George, wait, is George the one with syphilis? Syphilis? Yes. George had syphilis. Not gonorrhea? No. Oh. Yeah. How'd I get that mixed up? Whatever. Because I said. So uh, she married him out of spite for her mother and George because she was really upset that she couldn't marry him. I have a okay. question. Did Grandma have, have syphilis? Because that's how that's how. No. <laughs> she, no, she didn't. She was a virgin, Adam. She, uh, all right. Uh, George wasn't. 
No, he was bad. George was a whore. Was That's <laughs> now, I got the story from your grandmother, my mother. So, right. you know, you take that with a grain of salt. Yeah, because that could be true or or not. Right. Great, right. great, Mike, Mike, you guys, guys, you don't know this. My, my grandmother on my mother's side, she had a, she had a, a passing acquaintance with the truth. <laughs> she embellished. Yeah, yeah, she just like some things made sense, some things didn't. But, but uh, Norna was, uh, she was a wonderful woman. Right. Yeah, and she loved your father. Oh, Aww. she loved Daddy so much. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, we, had, we, we had a big, that's why I, I always liked the holidays, because, and it was a lot of work for my mother, because oh, yeah. she, our house was the center of everything. Everyone came over our house, which was kind of good, because if we went over my Uncle Frank's house, the first 20 minutes was, why did you take the parkway? You know? Was, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so everyone would come to our house. My mother would make all the food, and it was great. And everybody would eat, and they would go downstairs, and and we would we would all uh, get together for Thanksgiving. And then invariably, everyone would sit down ready to eat. My mother would always say, "Can we turn the friggin' game off, please?" Oh God! <laughs> but I love. Oh, I miss the family. Depending on who made parole, we had a huge family. <laughs> Oh, man. And there was always a there was a bungalow. When we were a kid that I barely remembered because my father was the youngest uh, on his side of the family. Oh so- yes, but we never spent we never spent Thanksgiving there. We would go there. Uh, you were a baby. You mm-hmm. were young. Yeah, but it was like all these people come and we got it. Didn't we get the bungalow because uh, somebody pulled a job with Joe Bananas and did a dime upstate? Oh God! Why are you bringing this stuff up? <laughs> I'm asking a question. Joe, it wasn't Joe Bananas. Who was it? Oh, your great grandfather. Wait, it was Daddy's. Wait a minute. Let me think about this. It was Daddy's uh, grandfather. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And he was the chauffeur. Right. And they lived in the Bronx. So he had to go pick up whoever he had to pick. Chauffeur, wheelman, same thing. <laughs> oh no, he was a chauffeur. <laughs> he was a chauffeur in the limousine. Mm-hmm. He drove a limousine, and you know he waited. The guy, the whoever was there, said, "Oh, we're going in wherever the hell they were going. You wait here." So the car, he waited there. Well, they must have robbed something. I don't know what the hell they robbed, and he took the rap. Right. And he was away. He was away for I don't know how many years—15, 20 years. Okay. Well, because he didn't snitch, great-grandpa didn't snitch. Right. When he got out, they gave him uh, a a bungalow. Okay? That was his, like, payoff. So they had this bungalow. Out of all the places in in Port Jeff, I know he was in Sound Beach, Mm -hmm. it was a piece of property. It was a hole in the back. took them 40 years to fill the hole. I remember when I was a kid going there, and they would they would fill the hole with witnesses. <laughs> Adam, stop I, your comedian stuff. I, I understand, Ma. But we had such great times. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was there would a lot be 40, of 50 people there. Yeah, there's oh, yeah. people all over the place. Everyone's playing cards. There's a there's smoke hanging in the we air. We had two ping pong tables and another big table. It was like the Last Supper. Yeah. Unbelievable. You know, Jesus had a backhand. <laughs> and yeah. then as you went there, you know, the, the kids didn't pay. The adults had to pay 
$3 a day to offset the cost of food. Yeah. This, by the way, this was my family. Come on out to the house. That's 3 bucks a day. All you, all you can eat. <laughs> we, had a lot, we had a lot of fun. Oh, uh, God, what fun we had. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, I love so, you, Ma. I love you, too. Well, we never talked about Thanksgiving dinner. So what do you well, right. Go ahead, Mark. What do you want to know? Well, Louise, um, yes. was Adam a helpful little boy around Thanksgiving? Was he helping make stuff, or was he causing mischief and making fun? Adam? Yeah. Adam never did nothing. <laughs> I he never set the table. He never moved the dish. The only one that did was John, John, my son John. And I, I remember I made homemade butter. John made it, you know, got, got the cream, and, you know, I showed him how to do it. I don't know if you noticed, my mother's really Amish. <laughs> she, we had too. cornbread. I made, uh, I used to make tortellini egg drop soup that Adam loved, Ooh. okay? And the turkey and the stuffing and the mashed potatoes and the sweet potatoes and the fennel. I mean, we had everything. We I, had nuts. We had chestnuts, yeah. I used to like my, she would make a cheesecake. It was so light, my father would take a piece of bakery string and just stretch it over the cake and just let oh, yeah. just pull the string down to cut the cake. It was great. You remember more than me, Adam. Well, I, well no, Adam, I, Adam was a, he was a looker, okay? Yeah. Uh, when, when, <laughs> I see what you're doing. When Adam was young, his father, Joe gave him a job. He had a weed. The side, we had a big piece of property. And we had uh, flowers there. We had, uh, uh, I'm trying to remember what flowers we had. I don't remember. And there was weeds. So uh, Joe gave him a job. Adam, I want you to go out there, and I want you to pick up all the weeds. Mm-hmm. Pull them all up, put them in a plastic bag. You know what Adam did? He called the two kids up the block, and he said, I'll give you 50 cents. <laughs> Clean the weeds. <laughs> that's what he subcontracted the job. <laughs> That's genius. Oh, that's, that, that's the God's honest truth. And then when he worked with his cousin Scott, and he said uh, he couldn't believe you. He said, you know, I'm sharp and Adam is slick. Yeah. <laughs> do you remember that? I do. I remember that. So that was, oh, I want to ask my, what, that was, so, so Nona was, uh, my Nona was on my, uh, my mother's side of the family. My great-grandmother right. on my father's side of the family. Oh, she was miserable. Oh, she was a winner. She used to come to my house, okay? She was a big woman, big, big woman, like great-grandpa, okay? She lived in the Bronx, and her husband's the one that went to jail. So anyway, you know, I get up in the morning, and I, I was a young mother, you know? I mean, I respected her. She spoke beautiful English. She was born in Venice, okay? But, but, but she came here as a very young girl. So anyway, she says, Louise, there's a little nip in the air. Go, oh, there is. I'll raise the heat. Oh, no, no, I won't be able to breathe. So I said, Well, what can I give you? Oh, give me a little schnapps. Okay. <laughs> so I go to the cabin and I pick, you know, I had whiskey, right? And I had a little shot glass and I put it in the shot glass. Uh, uh, Grandma, is this okay? Give me a glass. So <laughs> I gave her on the rocks. I put the shot in there, and she, with her hands, uh, more, more. She drank it. Then after that, she would have a can of beer. And, yeah. she, and she would hit us she with would. a cane. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Remember the cane? Yeah. And Grandpa would say, look at my mother with the cane. She don't need that goddamn cane. 
Yeah. <laughs> she, my grandfather would say, listen, kid, she don't need the cane and she ain't cold. Don't let her bullshit you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My father would. T- we, I, remember, I remember telling Pop. I said, "Pop, great grandma scares me." She's like, she, she, "She scares me too, kid. Stay away from the camera." <laughs> yeah. But she was a character. Oh but, my! Didn't God, she? Didn't she, she used to hide legs diamond? No, that wasn't her. That was her sister. <laughs> oh, oh, that was the sister. <laughs> that was the. It was Aunt Russ. Right. Okay, wait a minute. Let me think about this. Pop told me Aunt Russ had a safe house for the boys up in the Bronx. Is that right? No, no. She lived in the Bronx. Right. And they were all poor. They lived in an area with all the Chinese. They were they they were poor, you know. And when something was going on, like you know, uh, cops would come or something, they would tell the people, "Don't come out! Don't come out!" So. I don't know how she knew Legs Diamond. I don't know. But she hid Legs Diamond in her apartment. Yeah. But they didn't say, see, then it was like they would help them. If you needed food, they would bring you food. So they didn't think anything Uh, was wrong. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, your father's family had a colorful life. Yeah. Very colorful. And by colorful life, we mean felon. Well, I mean, (laughs) I didn't. I didn't know. What did I know from uh, the Bronx? I wasn't raised in the Bronx. I didn't. I didn't know uh, his family. I no. didn't know about his father. Of course not, Ma. Your, your your family was dignified. You were in Queens getting coke from the docks for your grandmother. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Mom. I love you. I love you too. We all love you. Just from just from hearing about the Thanksgivings that you guys used to have. I never, I mean, I had great Thanksgivings with my family, but never anything like that. It just sounded so wonderful. I, I just, just the hearing of that has made my Thanksgiving. Yeah, Mark, we call, we call it the family getting together. People in the family call it plausible deniability. <laughs> well, I love you, Ma. I love you, Ma. I love you. I, I want to call and say happy Thanksgiving. I want to thank you for being okay, on. Okay, happy want... Thanksgiving to all of you. Stay safe. Healthy and enjoy your turkey. I love you and I miss you. Thank you, Ma. All right, guys, that's 200 in the books. I love you guys very much. Honey, if they want to get a hold of us, where do they go? The Adam Ferrara at Gmail. Thank you guys so much for helping us reach 200 episodes. Remember, we are all in this together, brothers and sisters. So please share the road. And remember that life is hard. So take it easy on yourself. Pod is ended. Go in peace. Thank you guys for being on this ride with us. I can't believe I've been here for 200 episodes. I'm friggin' exhausted.